Hi, welcome to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open, affirming congregation, and we're so glad you found us. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our weekly messages, we hope that you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your faith journey. Please listen with us now. Names in this sermon have been changed to protect the identity. Uh, Tina, Tina Valentine. Tina was baptized in her pastor's study at Fifth Avenue Presbyterian in Atlanta, Georgia. It was over half a century ago, and the baptism was an act of mercy of sorts because she was a teenager in confirmation class, and when she found out she was the only person who hadn't been baptized as an infant, she was crushed. Already a shy and unassuming teen, to be baptized in front of the congregation while the rest of her friends were taking the next step of confirmation, well, that was just too much for her. So she opened up to the associate pastor about her fears, and he said, defying all institutional and congregational policy and procedure, that that wouldn't be a problem. It was a pastoral care situation, and she decided, and he decided, to invite her and her family back to his office and to bring the baptismal font in there. And in front of this tiny congregation, he dipped his hand in the waters, and she closed her eyes to receive a blessing. And as he made the sign of the cross on her forehead, She was baptized as the drops trickled down her face. Jonathan Miller, well, he, for his baptism, he was dunked in the creek at Mouth of Glisten in Virginia. It was a swimming hole in warmer months, and he loved to go down there and splash and play in the ferociously moving water with his buddies from school. But this day, it was a Sunday, and he was dressed up wearing the white button-down shirt and dress slacks and bare feet. And this time, instead of his friend submerging him under the water till he kicked and screamed and got let up, this time, it was the pastor's hands that guided him in the spot by the rock where the waters gently pooled, hugged him around the waist, and helped him as he was pulled down into the water. It was cold, and he sputtered and choked when he came up with the shock of the air and the weight of his wet clothes. And he looked up and saw on the shore the eyes of the saints of his congregation as they opened their mouths and began to sing, Amazing Grace, 
How sweet the sound. Jaden, Jaden Howard, he didn't remember his baptism. It was wrapped up with his first birthday, and if he remembered anything from that day, it probably would have been his first bite of cake (laughs) and the sugar rush that lasted for hours. But his mom and dad, they told him stories about this day that it was important that they had gone to classes for weeks after weeks to learn about the sacrament in this congregation, that his grandparents had come to town, and that he himself, Jaden, was the star. When the pastor put his hands into the baptismal font, Jaden touched his hands to splash in the water and giggle and coo. And then when the pastor's hands moved to his forehead, Jaden tugged on the pastor's microphone. The congregation laughed, and of course, they smiled. When the pastor walked him out between the pews and reminded everyone the very best gifts are wrapped up in flesh. McKenna, McKenna Ligali, she was baptized in college, was part of an organization she had joined, and it was the first time she'd ever heard the story of Jesus Christ. This group said that it was important to show your faith in this way, that one should be baptized in order to follow Christ, There was a little bit of pressure, but she was never one to fall to peer pressure. So she took some time and she thought about this altar call, what it would mean to her. And she decided that this was something she wanted to do, that it was the time in her life to show her affirmation of faith that she desired to be cleansed by the waters of the baptism of Christ and to rise to new life and new ways and to follow after the one who loved her the best. And so when the time came, she went up to the altar. She was dressed in a robe and she was so nervous or maybe it was excited. She could barely remember the service afterwards, but her small group leaders, they sent her a card every year on the anniversary of this day. Welcome, McKenna. We pray for you as you follow the way. There are so many baptism stories. (laughs) These are just a few, and even though I changed the names, they are all of them true. There are so many baptism stories, even in this congregation. Some of you may have been dunked. Some of you may have been sprinkled. 
Some of you may have not taken the sacramental plunge at all, but are considering this mystery. Every year, this day comes around on the liturgical calendar, the day that is given over to us to remember the baptism of Jesus Christ. And we remember it as a mystery. The Greek word for sacrament means mystery. And we know that the sacraments, both communion and baptism, are about more than we could ever describe. That we believe Jesus speaks of these ways to engage our world with the word. That the invisible grace of God is made visible in the sacraments of faith. And so we approach the mystery in whatever way. And we are ready to receive the blessing of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit meets us there in the waters of baptism and in the bread and the cup of the communion table. <clears throat> in Scripture, there are many ways to be baptized too. Do you remember this? Some of the stories of baptisms in the Bible. I'll remind you of a few, and this time I'm not changing the names because these stories have been around for such a long time. And do you remember the Ethiopian eunuch and the gospel, sorry, in the book of Acts? Philip hears the angel say that he should go from Jerusalem on to Gaza, and on the way, on the road, he spies across the way a clerk, a servant in the court of the Egyptian queen Candace. And something calls him to move over to that caravan, and he sees that the eunuch is reading the book of Isaiah. And Philip feels called to enter that caravan and to help the man interpret those scriptures. And when he does, the Holy Spirit moves, and the next thing that happens is the Ethiopian eunuch sees some water flowing by on this road and says, Philip, what is to stop us from me getting out here and being baptized? You've told me about this good news of Jesus. And I would like to live this way again. Well, Philip says, there's nothing to stop us. And so the caravan stops and they get out and the eunuch is baptized in the waters that flow by. It's a story that's probably different from the ones you know or the ones that I've previously told in this sermon. But get this part. This part is really different. When the Ethiopian eunuch comes up out of the water, Philip disappears. <laughs> He's taken up by the angel of God and I suppose moves on to the next baptismal font. There's other stories too. Maybe you remember Lydia, the seller of the purple cloth. She's a merchant 
in Macedonia. And she hears the teaching of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and she decides she wants to be baptized, and her entire household is cleansed in the waters of Christ. That story is a little bit different too. And then, of course, we remember the story that we read today. And we read this story every year on this day. In this story, there's a child born, a child who will change the world, a child who will change our lives, your life, my life. And the child who was born in Bethlehem, he grows. He increases in divine and human favor. And there comes the day when he knows he must begin his work, his life of faith and dedication to his father, to the Lord. And it just so happens his cousin is in the baptismal business. <laughs> and so he approaches his cousin John, wrapped up in camel hair, eating locusts, and you know how it goes. John says, I cannot baptize you. You are the one for whom we wait. But Jesus says, baptize me. And so he walks up to John in the River Jordan. And Jesus goes down into the dark and the chaos of the water. And when John pulls him up to the light, the people around them, they saw a dove that comes and sits by Jesus and they hear a voice. <clears throat> and the voice says this, you are my son, the beloved, and with you I am well pleased. Now scholars debate, and it's different in different gospel texts, on whether or not those words were heard by the crowd or if they were just for Jesus. In this moment, such an important moment when he begins his work. You know, for us, Christmas was two weeks ago, so we remember the promises of the angels of peace on earth that a baby is born who will change the world. But Jesus had 30 years in between, and he needed to know this on this day, this promise of God, that he was loved. and that God was well pleased with him. 
so that he would begin his work moving into the desert where he resisted temptations and, of course, on for healing, on for teaching. But most scholars come down on the side of this, that those words were just for Jesus on this particular day, but that in our baptisms, we participate in the baptism of Christ too. And so that means whatever your story, your baptism story, however different it is, if you were brought to a font and can barely remember it, if you were called to the altar and declared your faith, if you went down into the swirling waters of a creek in the mountain or were dunked in the waters of the ocean, whatever your story, the baptism that we remember today is your baptism too. And these words are for you. You are my beloved child. And with you, I am well pleased By the power of the Holy Spirit, may it be so. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. I invite you to visit our website, covpresatl.org. That's C-O-V-P-R-E-S-A-T-L.org. There you'll find current worship information, links to our live Sunday morning streaming service, and our full archive of recorded services. You'll also find out more about us and how to get in touch. I wish you well in these strange times. God is with us. Grace and peace to you.